Hello and welcome to Going Underground, a podcast by yourcalling.co.uk. I'm your host Graham Smith and today I'm throwing back to an interview that was first published on our blog back in May last year. In that episode I chatted to fellow York-based music journalist Bill Adamson of With Just a Hint of Mayhem. We chatted blogger to blogger about David Bowie and a coronavirus lockdown which still felt very much like a novelty at the time. Head to, with just a hint of mayhem, all one word, dot blog, to read Bill's take on the world of music. I started the interview by asking Bill about the origin story of his blog. It's kind of evolved over the years. It began in February 2009, I think it was. In those days, I was between contracts and trying to find something to occupy my time. And um, a friend of mine suggested putting a music blog together because I was all very much into trivia, music trivia and things. And that's how it started out. It was kind of a, an on this day in music history, such and such happened. Um, and, and that was really all it was. Then I started to review every gig I went to. And it's kind of grown, particularly in the last, say, three or four years, where I've got a number of um, PR companies sending me stuff for review, bands and singers themselves sending me stuff for review. Um, and I've always had this principle as well that... Um, if it's from a, a new, young or upcoming band and I don't like it, I'd just tell them and give them my feedback and I wouldn't publish a, a, a crappy review because I just don't think that's really fair on them. I've only actually done that once, to be fair, because my taste is pretty eclectic. But it's kind of taken shape now into, uh, you know, I'm looking to expand into more things, looking to get into more gigs for, for free on a press pass. And bizarrely for me, I was actually invited to the uh, Access for, uh, I think it's Access for Music College in York. And um, they wanted me to do a, well, it was about a three hour lecture on music journalism. And I had a really guilt trip on that because this is my hobby job. And I spoke to a friend of mine who's a qualified journalist and said, look, you know, can I call myself that? And she said, well, you know, you report on music, you review music. She said, you do what a journalist does. So, yeah, go for it. And I thought, well, from her, I'll take that. Yeah, I, I noticed you when scrolling through the, the blog that you cover a range of weird and wonderful records. If <laughs> um, you had to settle on a particular style of music you prefer to all others, what would that be? That's a really tough one because if you ask me the same question in a week it'd probably be very different i think my my kind of background is i grew up on uh, pop on the radio i suppose the first record i ever bought was sugar sugar by the arches in 1969 i then got into motown and soul through the jackson five um strangely enough the first gig i went to and then i got into reggae and i think it was the the epiphany for me was probably david bowie on top of the pops in 1972 july 1972 like many people of, of my age saw him on top of the pops i still remember that as being in color but we only had a black and white TV and seeing him do Starman there just blew my mind frankly so I think it's not really a genre of music but David Bowie is something I always go back to that's where your the name of your blog comes from isn't it Bowie I yeah <laughs> it's funny actually some people just think I've come up with this fantastic title from nowhere but it's from the uh, the lyrics of Big Brother on Diamond Dogs album from 74 and I, there was the, the line goes uh, we'll build a glass asylum with just a hint of mayhem and I almost called it the glass asylum but for some reason I didn't think that worked but I'm quite comfortable with this and he's not he's not around you know his lawyers haven't been in touch so I'm, I'm quite comfortable you know I suppose at least for me and us in the blog game it feels like we've been 
fairly unaffected by the coronavirus lockdown other than the fact that you know there's no live performances to go out there and <laughs> yeah. review but it ha- has it changed the way you do things in, in any way from a personal perspective no i mean I'm, I'm, I'm out of work at the moment so it's kind of weird i'm seeing it as almost a practice retirement thing I'm, I'm catching up on a lot of reviews that i got behind on for the blog because the day job got in the way and the same with the other two guys that are currently writing for me as well they're, they're taking a lot more on because they're, they're you know one's furloughed and the other one's really not working as much so uh, I think we're, we're catching up to a point where give it a couple of weeks something comes in for review we'll be able to turn it around pretty quickly um, so that's quite good I am missing the live gigs I think um, yeah that whole atmosphere around live gigs and just meeting other people that you see on a regular I'm kind of lucky we've got a you know I live with my wife and we've got um, a got back garden so we you know but we, we are listening to a lot more music at home than that we perhaps would have done uh, because both of us might well have been out, you know, Catherine would have been out at um, yeah, business events, I've been at work, but now during the day, it's uh, Spotify, the radio, so we definitely listen to a lot more music. She even convinced me to watch Phantom of the Opera streaming on Friday night, and I don't do musicals, but it's not my kind of music, but the spectacle was great. I've noticed myself that although bands don't seem to be performing live, that's kind of giving them more time to focus on on putting things down on record instead. I've, I've seen, a, you know, sort of an uptick of stuff coming coming to your calling as a result. Have you have you noticed the same? Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's, it's interesting that some bands have actually put back releases to later in the year. Others have actually pulled things forward. I've noticed a couple recently where so we, we actually did this video just before shutdown. We were going to wait, but we're going to put it out now. You've got others that are kind of trying to do the wacky things. Like I've never been invited to be part of a music video before. But I've had two invites during this and I've taken them both up. One was just miming a lyric, one particular line, and that's all going to be put together with different faces actually miming um, each line from the song that was carol hodge and another young band from york they've actually asked people to just go crazy and mime to their new song which i did i've sent them the whole film which got a bit of a laugh so um hopefully that one will come out as well if you had to sort of look back over over the years of um with just a hint of mayhem you know what the sort of the standout things you know the standout memories that you have from from the blog i think it's quite funny because i've only i've only done one of this particular theme so far and it was um unsung heroes i read a piece i think it was in classic rock magazine some years ago about betty the tea lady from the studio where queen recorded uh, a lot of their stuff they they recorded we will rock you there it's not apparent in the the freddie mercury biopic but they pulled in everyone um in the studio to do the uh, clap and foot stomp thing you know the that bit yeah. uh, including betty the tea lady and i was really intrigued by this woman and i thought i'm going to try and do a bit of research i, I did a piece on queen having betty the tea lady on the track uh, i put a little note in it so you know if anyone remembers betty if anyone if betty's still alive or if anyone actually know, knew her feel free to get in touch and her daughter got in touch with me so i interviewed her daughter she sent me a couple of pictures i subsequently heard from someone else who worked at the studio with more pictures and she actually her claim to fame as well is that she um she met everyone who recorded there and and no one's had a bad word to say about her it, you know she said the sex pistols were incredibly polite to her despite the um the press but she actually named a slade album uh, effectively because she she took the tea up while uh, noddy and the boys were recording and said that was very loud you boys make big noise and that's the album title they used um, and it was just <laughs> i just thought it was a fascinating story someone who's been involved and met so many people uh, and that's what fascinates me little things like that people often just think about the the musicians on the stage 
uh, making yeah. the music. But yeah, there, there is that whole ecosystem that kind of goes on behind the, the scenes. So you've got like the sound people, you've got, you know, those oh, yeah. in the recording uh, studio and yeah, even the tea ladies. 